Hello, and welcome to FSG's podcast series. FSG is the leading information and advisory services partner for emerging markets executives. My name is Lauren Goodwin, and I am FSG's senior analyst for Western Europe. And today, given all of the events that have been going on since the beginning of the year in Europe, in a very volatile couple of weeks ahead, I'd like to run through some of the questions and important information that I think will be helpful as we go into the beginning of the year and elections in Greece. So what I'll first talk about is our outlook on Europe and, of course, touch on Greece, which is top of mind for the stability of Europe moving into the rest of the year. I'll then talk about the ECB, as well as the impact of energy prices on European multinationals and the Swiss franc activity that we saw yesterday on Thursday, January 15th. So to get us started, our view on Europe is that the long term is very weak, but also that we're facing a a paradigm shift or phase two of the crisis, which is creating an uncertain trajectory for our clients in the short term and promising low growth in the long term. In short, low demand and low growth are creating an environment of deep austerity fatigue where flashpoints of discontent are likely. The three leading indicators that we typically track for Europe being bank lending, inflation, and government spending are all very low and will remain low. In the case of bank lending, it's even contracting. So even though the the economics of Europe have improved since the summer of 2012, the politics as a result of this low growth environment have deteriorated. And so we see uh, several opportunities for disruptions, not only of financial markets, but also of our clients' operations in Europe this year. Specifically in the context of what's going on in Greece, the Italian president stepped down on Wednesday, January 14th, just a couple of days ago, and Germany's behavior of brinkmanship with the Greek elections coming up. We think that this could be a rough ride for a little while, and we want to provide some clarity around that. So the second topic I'd like to cover is about Greece. As I'm sure everyone has read in the news, the Greek parliament has failed to establish support for a new president. And this is largely a ceremonial figure, but the inability of the government to put someone new in place has disrupted their electoral process and has resulted in general elections, which will take place on January 25th. Anti-austerity group Syriza is ahead in the polls and unfortunately is very, very likely to win. Their lead is closing and about 20% of the Greek public remains undecided. And so it's definitely possible that the, the ruling coalition, uh, New Democracy, will, will continue its leadership, especially if voters feel particularly scared of what Syriza would do um, if elected. But unfortunately, it looks most likely that Syriza will take the reins. If that's the case, Greeks, more than 70% of them want to stay in the euro, but the group is anti-austerity and the negotiating process that will take place after their elections in terms of whether the bailout stays and what it looks like will be an extremely volatile period of time in which we anticipate Greek bond yields to rise to it could be 20%. Now, what we're not seeing this time around compared to 2012 is Spanish and Italian bond yields following Greece's lead. Their borrowing costs have remained pretty low, but we think that there are several other flashpoints, which I'll discuss in a moment, that, that could bring that stability to an end, unfortunately. 
Now, if Syriza is elected and they are negotiating, it's our view that if they have a, a governing coalition, they don't have an outright majority, then it's more likely that an agreement will be reached and that there will be some debt write down, but that Greece will be able to stay in the euro. If they do win an outright majority, then it will be much more difficult to avoid pandering to the far left of their party, which could make it more likely that Greece could leave the euro. Again, we don't see this as a likely scenario at this point, but we'll be keeping you posted on any signposts that suggest alternatively, and we're happy to speak more specifically about the scenarios for Greece and the impacts to your business. Just reach out to us if that's the case. Another very important topic that I'd like to discuss today in a question that I've been getting a lot is about the ECB and the timing of quantitative easing. It's our view that the ECB actually will not move on January 22nd, which is in about a week, but that's very against market consensus. And and the reason that we believe that is there's been lots of room for more accommodative monetary policy since the crisis began, and the ECB has not taken that action, and we don't think that this would be the correct time to to begin uh, for a couple of reasons. The first has to do with their mandate, which is um, the ECB is very concerned about inflation. And although headline inflation is very low, it was just confirmed today that inflation fell by 0.1% across the entire eurozone in December. Core inflation is actually quite stable. So if you take out the impact of rapidly declining oil prices, then core inflation actually improved in December to 0.8% from last year. Now, of course, that's not the 2.0% or slightly below target that the ECB attempts, but it does illustrate that prices aren't falling quite as quickly as the oil price impact would suggest. That said, producer prices are declining rapidly and Europe has a very serious pricing problem. It's simply that from the timing standpoint, it would surprise me if after four years of crisis, the ECB would choose now to move. And the reason that I don't think the timing is probably right is that the ECB's policy statement on January 22nd comes just three days before the Greek elections. So moving on QE could signal to financial markets that after all this time, the ECB expects that Greece will be causing consistent problems. And and the financial reaction in the markets would be much more negative than the economic reality warrants as a result. And so it's my view that they will not take quantitative easing action right away. They could move interest rates a little bit on the margins. We saw with the the Swiss Central Bank yesterday that that there is an opportunity for lower rates, but I don't anticipate that QE will be the answer. Now, um, just as a note to our clients, ECB meetings have changed their cadence. So instead of coming once every month, they now come once about every six weeks. And so the next opportunity for action would be in March, which we think is more likely. As a result of the low inflation output and the expectation of further monetary easing at some point this year, we forecasted an annual average exchange rate of $1.13 per euro this year. Another really important um, global economic trend that's, that's been impacting Europe and that I'd like to talk about now is energy prices. I don't view energy price declines to be the windfall to consumers that many news sources are calling for. To begin, many European markets are highly regulated and prioritize more expensive renewable energy on their grids or just don't have as much uh, of a proportion of their energy supplied by oil. This means that companies and customers don't see nearly as much of the oil price declines uh, that we see simply in financial markets. And this is especially true in Germany and in France, which tend to have stronger manufacturing bases than some of the southern European economies. That said, lower energy prices certainly don't hurt. Uh, we just don't think that it will make up for the, the negative economic headwinds that are happening in broader Europe. 
Finally, I think it merits just mentioning what's been going on with the Swiss franc in the past 24 hours or so. Specifically, the Swiss National Bank decided to abandon its peg on the euro yesterday, which allowed the franc to appreciate by about 14% against the euro. This was a deliberate move. We think that the exchange rate will moderate over time as the market starts to take in stride all of the other volatility that's happening in financial markets in Europe and that the Swiss bank has essentially switched its policy from a cap on the euro to a policy more focused on managing interest rates. Now, the the move was shocking and it will have a substantial impact on our clients based in Switzerland. The opportunity for translation risk is large. We hope that for any clients that are able to adjust their targets set in Swiss francs for their teams because the, the, the revenue impact simply from currency translation will be quite large. For our clients that are not based in Switzerland, it is our view that the impact will be less substantial over time and that the Swiss bank is taking in stride the financial volatility that will come in the next three weeks or so. And we'll see a moderation of policy and of the exchange rate over that period of time and and so that the impact will be mitigated somewhat. When it comes to the Swiss franc, Greece, or our broader economic outlook for Europe, we stand ready to speak with you or your team at any time about the specific impacts to your business. Please feel free to reach out to your client relationship director at any time. Or, of course, you can see all of our research about Europe and broader emerging markets impacts at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. We look forward to speaking with you soon, and thank you everyone for listening.